Today, from our news team, more information on where you can get your Spider-Man fix, more new movie trailers to include a surprise from Marvel, and an arena mode coming soon to Apex Legends. This is the Culture Jack News Desk. This is the Culture Jack News Desk, your source for stolen information, hot takes, and your weekly news. I'm your host, Archimedes Abigail. Now, before we get into the news, if you're new to the podcast, welcome, of course. This is one of five regularly scheduled shows that we host every week. Starting your week off on the right foot, we have Monday Madness with Anthony. On Thursday, we meet back here for this show, The News Desk. On Friday, Dustin hosts The Friday Show. Tune in Saturday, then, for on today's episode, and you'll definitely want to tune in tomorrow because we have the episode finale of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And then uh, round out your weekend with the Weekend Wire on Sunday. Uh, <clears throat> and before we get into the news, I have to uh, apologize. I am feeling a little under the weather. So if my voice sounds a little bit different, if I break into a cacophonous coughing fit, uh, if I sniffle, then <laughs> I don't know why that was so exaggerated. Then that is why. And likewise, if uh, Dustin on the Friday show, uh, we have been doing a little bit of kissing. So uh, he will also uh, most likely be under the weather uh, for his show on Friday. <clears throat> but we will we will trudge through. We will carry on. And uh, with all that out of the way, let's take a peek at the news. All right. In movie news. Now, I know Anthony covered on his last weekend wire. He talked about a uh, exclusive deal that Netflix had with Sony to deliver Spider-Man and its other properties very quickly after it was released in the theater. Uh, there is an update to that story. Uh, Disney and Sony uh, are set massive movie deal bringing Spider-Man films to Disney Plus. So. In an article from Variety, it talks about uh, Sony and Disney reaching this this deal for the United States that promises to bring Spider-Man and other Marvel properties to Disney Plus, starting with Sony's 2022 release slate. The wide-ranging deal, which runs through Sony's 2026 theatrical slate, also calls for Sony titles to run across Disney's array of streaming and linear platforms, making it unprecedented in scope as it covers Disney Plus. Hulu, Fox uh, Networks or FX Networks, ABC, Disney Channels, and Freeform. It also includes a significant number of library titles that will be spread among <laughs> various outlets. The agreement comes on the heels of Sony's output deal with Netflix for titles in the lucrative post-theatrical pay-one window. The Disney deal covers subsequent TV windows, meaning that the titles will land on Netflix first, then about nine months after the start of the film's theatrical run. Disney is scooping up for multiple platforms the windows previously reserved for ad-supported cable and broadcast airings of movies. The Netflix and Disney deals also run for the same license term. So it sounds like uh, after after that original nine months when Netflix gets it, then after that, 
uh, Disney will will allow it to be uh, played on their services as well. Like the Netflix deal, the Disney Pact only covers the U.S. market. Despite the global reach of the streamers, the complex agreement is likely to be worth hundreds of millions of dollars to Sony over the term of the deal, which runs about six years in total given the lag time for Disney getting access to the movies. With Netflix and Disney deals combined, Sony is expected to rake in about $3 billion in movie licensing over the life of the deals. Uh, we did get a new trailer uh, for Shang-Chi, that next Marvel superhero movie, which was quite a surprise to me. It looks action-packed and amazing. I cannot wait to see more, but not too much, because I don't want to spoil myself for the movie. This movie, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, is going to release on September 3rd, 2021. There was another trailer for another Marvel property. This one on Hulu, uh, the MODOK trailer, uh, had another another new trailer. Now this, <laughs> it uh, features now John Hamm as Iron Man, which why wasn't John Hamm involved in a Marvel project before this? And then Nathan Fillion, who is also TDK in James Gunn's Suicide Squad, playing Wonder Man. Wonder Man apparently is an important figure in the MCU or in the in the Marvel comic books, but maybe not in the MCU yet. It looks absolutely amazing. It's done in that uh, claymated robot chicken style. In addition to Fillion and Ham, Modoc will feature Whoopi Goldberg as Pound Cakes, Bill Hader as Angar, the Screamer, and the Leader. Uh, it's also got a lot of other names attached to it. Um, Wendy McLendon Covey, uh, as Monica Beck Bennett, as Austin Vandersleet, uh, John Daly as Super Adaptoid, Amy Garcia as Modoc's wife Jody, Ben Schwartz as his oddball son Lou, Melissa Fumero as his daughter Melissa, who shares her father's uh, unique appearance. She's also a floating head <laughs> in a chair as well. Uh, another new trailer, Werewolves Within, debuted. Uh, it stars Milana Weintraub who was slated to play Squirrel Girl in the now-defunct New Warriors TV series. Sam Richardson, Harvey Gullian, Michaela Watkins, Catherine Curtin, Cheyenne Jackson, George Basil, and Sarah Burns. It's releasing on June 25th. Now, this is uh, kind of a whodunit sort of mystery thriller, killer-on-the-loose sort of movie. Uh, we did post this trailer along with the Modoc trailer, along with the Shang-Chi trailer, and others on our Facebook page. So if you are not following our Facebook page, at Culture Jack, please consider doing as such. Uh, also, we have a Twitter, at Culture Jack. You can also get a hold of us at uh, culture.collective.x2 at gmail.com. Uh well, that's, that usually goes at the end, but for some reason, I felt uh, inclined to uh, <laughs> to share it with you that just then. Uh, in other movie news, Justice League, the hashtag Restore the Snyderverse movement, uh, they, they ran a van with Restore the Snyderverse uh, emblazoned on the side of it around the Warner Brothers headquarters in Los Angeles. They also flew a plane... Uh, above the area uh, to, to uh, of course, further this movement, to see if they can't get this movement going uh, a little bit better. Uh, in other big MCU news, uh, Emilia Clark has joined the cast of Secret Invasion. Many people are thinking that she is going to be playing the role of the Skrull 
queen. Or after Galactus had destroyed the Skrull homeworld in the comic books, uh, one Skrull rose to prominence and power who was then named as the Skrull Queen. And she did shapeshift into Spider-Woman in the comics. So this is all one logical leap to the next logical leap. But if Amelia Clark does end up playing a Skrull Queen, does that mean that we are eventually going to get a Spider-Woman? in the MCU. And I'm, I'm sure Spider-Woman belongs to uh, the Spider-Man license with the Sony Spider-Verse, although the MCU and the Sony Spider-Verse are playing a well, <laughs> along very well with one another. Uh, and I did hear, uh, I did not include it in my, in my report today, but I did hear that, is it Alfred Molina? The, the man who played Dr. Octopus in Spider-Man 2 uh, has been confirmed as joining the cast of uh, Spider-Man No Way Home. So that's very exciting that these universes are getting closer and closer together and not are not just connected uh, tangentially like we originally assumed where there'd be brief mentions here or there, but there are going to be major plot points, and it sounds like Spider-Man No Way Home is going to kick that off. Well, uh, that and, of course, Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness. But Amelia Clark uh, from Game of Thrones, that's uh, really, really good. I'm very excited for her casting uh, in Secret Invasion. I, I'm excited for a Skrulls uh, series that is not as, I guess, like Captain Marvel was very sympathetic to the Skrulls. Spoiler alerts for Captain, Mar uh, Captain Marvel if you haven't seen that yet. Uh, but the Skrulls were a group of refugees being hunted down by an evil Kree empire. And in the comic books, the Skrulls were powerful. And so whether this was just a contingent of Skrulls that were were not all about that war warring lifestyle, uh, and perhaps there are other more warlike Skrulls out there that we can actually have a good representation of uh, the secret invasion or because Captain Marvel was set in the past. Maybe this has given the Skrulls a chance to build their force to such a degree that they decide that conquering maybe is their thing and come back to earth to perform, you know, the secret invasion as well. Uh, there is a, a rumor from that hashtag show that Marvel studios is bringing back some of the Netflix stars of their Marvel franchises on Netflix. Uh, according to that hashtag show, a relatively reliable source when it comes to TV casting scoops, Marvel Studios will be bringing back Charlie Cox as Matt Murdock, uh, John Bernthal as Frank Castle, Kristen Ritter as Jessica Jones, and Vincent D'Onfario as Wilson Fisk or the Kingpin. However, this article reports that there is a major catch. While they will have the same actors in their respective roles, the four will not be playing versions of the characters from the Netflix shows and will instead be portraying new MCU versions. This means that those now-canceled shows will presumably be rendered non-canon, similarly to you know shows like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and New Mutants. New, new, new Mutants wasn't a show. The Runaways, that's the one I'm thinking of. Cloak and Dagger, all of those sorts of things. Um... It probably wouldn't come as a huge surprise since Marvel Studios president Kevin Feige has no involvement with any of those short-lived projects. 
they added that uh, their appearances will be spread across phases four and five, with Charlie Cox expected to be the first to return with a cameo appearance in Marvel and Sony's Spider-Man No Way Home this Christmas. John Bernthal and Kristen Ritter are expected to appear in an upcoming Disney Plus series, while Vincent D'Onfario will play a pivotal role in the recently announced Echo show starring Aliqua Cox. Uh, he may also make a... I wonder if there's any relation to Charlie Cox. Probably not. Uh, he may also make a small appearance in Hawkeye, uh, which wrapped earlier this week. As for the other heroes, uh, there's been no word on Luke Cage, Iron Fist, um... Uh, Electra, Misty Knight, and or Calling Wing. No, never mind. This this article says that Luke Cage and Iron Fist are expected to be recast, which I agree with half of that sentiment. I thought Mike Coulter did an excellent job as Luke Cage. Uh, the the other I can't even remember the other guy's name. The guy who played Danny Rand. Um, I don't know. He was too angsty for me. I've talked about it before about what I think about the Iron Fist character in those Netflix shows. Um, so yeah, that's a rumor. That would be exciting. I and I am I am absolutely okay with them, you know, decanonizing all of that stuff. I mean, we can still keep it as canon in our head, but uh the the Punisher character, the Daredevil character were all so excellently cast. Uh Jessica Jones was an amazing casting as well. I love the first season of Jessica Jones. The second one left a little to be desired, I think, but, uh, these, these actors have proven that they can play these characters very well. And not to mention John Bernthal's Punisher. I mean, he nailed the aesthetic of that character. And so I'm very happy that there's at least the potential, the possibility that they will get to continue their stories. And it goes to show you again, that we've seen, these actors that they they all they do is they say very nice things. They don't begrudge the studio for anything that they've done. They don't um, they don't wail and whine and moan and complain. They are very grateful. They're very thankful, and then eventually these good things happen to them. They they are recast. Talking about other recasting news of uh, the Flash, the new movie, Michael Keaton has officially been confirmed to return as the Batman. So it's the first time since uh, his 80, his 89, 1989 um, role of the Batman. So that that's very impressive. I'm very excited for that. I'm very excited to see, hopefully, both Michael Keaton, Ben Affleck, and if we're really hoping for a Flashpoint-style event, we're hoping for a multiverse convergence-style event, we also get... Maybe a Christian Bale type Batman. Heck, what was that other guy that played it? Um, shoot, he was he he was in Willow. Who was the guy that I'm thinking of? Val Kilmer. What if Val Kilmer came back? George Clooney. He could be in there too. I think that'd be wonderful. And I don't know if there has been a uh, a good portrayal of Batman in the CW. Um, in the in the Arrowverse on the CW, but I think that would be a wonderful wonderful Batman to call in for it too. I am very excited about this Flashpoint movie, though I did hear another rumor that it is the Flash character from the Snyderverse is going to be drastically reimagined, even though he's still going to be played by Ezra Miller. 
uh, in that movie. Uh, got another uh, quick trailer from Love, Death, and Robots. The second volume uh, is going to be coming to Netflix on May 14th. What a wonderful surprise. The first one, if you have not seen the first Love, Death, and Robots series, it was amazing. It was, <clears throat> I think there was a a requisite for it to be an adult show because there is bloody violence. There is uh, nudity and sexual content. There are mature existential themes all over love, death, and robots. And it's these it's these CG uh, computer animated shorts that are, are no longer than 10, 15 minutes. Like they're very, very quick encapsulated stories. But the stories that they tell are so wonderful, so mind bending, so thought provoking that you, you can't help but walk away from love, death, and robots and feel a little bit changed. But in this trailer, they, they said, yes, the second volume is coming to Netflix on May 14th. And then they also teased that a third volume will be premiering in 2022. So that's a quick turnaround compared to the first one. I don't remember when the first one was released, but it was at least a couple years ago. And so if this show becomes a yearly product, where unique studios and artists can showcase their animated works, I would be very happy with it. I would think that is just a very fine thing. Um, anyway, that's coming up May 14th. Look forward to that. Uh, Rock'em Sock'em Robots live action movie starring Vin Diesel is in the works at Universal Studios. Now, <laughs> this is hilarious because I, I, I feel like we already had a Rock'em Sock'em Robots style movie. There was that real steel movie with Hugh Jackman, though admittedly, I don't remember a lot from that movie. Uh, we've had other board game movies come out. We had Battleship. Uh, that was a fun, that was a fun little romp. Uh, <laughs> though, what a stretch from the game. I guess drawing on the source material there, you could take that in any kind of direction uh, for Battleship. But when, and my question is, when are we getting the Monopoly movie? When are we getting the Monopoly movie starring Johnny Depp? Well, not Johnny Depp, because he's uh, he's embroiled in legal legal things. The Amber Heard thing still upsets me, too. But the, they're both a, not nice people. Anyway, um, who, who would star in a Monopoly movie? I think Seth Rogen and Jack Black. And that's that's it. That's all I want. Dwayne The Rock Johnson, of course, he needs to star in it as well. If he's not too busy with his political aspirations. Um, let's see. What else do we have? Uh, the Suicide Squad director says fans are being overly optimistic with their character death predictions. And so this is from a tweet uh someone from James Gunn News on Twitter. They said the Suicide Squad theory the seven characters who die in James Gunn's sequel. And so this is uh, obviously an article that they had uh, linked to from Screen Rant. But James Gunn retweeted, the, retweeted that post, and he said, this is overly optimistic, to say the least. So just, just thinking of that, of course James Gunn is going to kill off a slew of these characters. Characters that we think are probably pretty safe. Like, I don't feel like any of them are safe now. Harley Quinn, is she going to is she going to get the axe? I think maybe Rick Flagg, 
Idris Elba's Bloodsport. Who is going to get the axe? So really quickly to remind you, the characters involved, uh, Amanda Waller, though she is the head of the operation, she is the uh, government agent that runs the Suicide Squad. I think she very much could be in the crosshairs in this movie. Uh, Rick Flagg, Harley Quinn, Captain Boomerang, Bloodsport, Polka Dot Man, Peacemaker, Savant, Javelin, Ratcatcher 2, Thinker, Mongol, Blackguard, Solsoria, TDK, Weasel, and King Shark, who is being voiced by Sylvester Stallone, which is awesome and amazing. That's 17 characters. So if <laughs> James Gunn says that only having seven characters die is overly optimistic. Should we double that number and say 14 of the characters die? 14 of the members of the Suicide Squad do not make it out alive? I don't know. It's in, I, I'm very excited to see. I'm very excited to see this uh, movie. Uh, and our last bit of. Uh, Movie news, it's with a, a heavy heart that we have to report that Harry Potter and Peaky Blinders actress Helen McCrory passes away at the age of 52. Uh, her husband put out a post um, saying uh, of her of her passing, I'm heartbroken to announce that after a heroic battle with cancer, the beautiful and mighty woman that is Helen McCrory has died peacefully at home. Surrounded by a wave of love from friends and family, she died as she lived fearlessly. God, we love her and know how lucky we are to have had her in our lives. She blazed so brightly. Go now, little one, into the air and thank you. Uh, McCrory starred in numerous uh, films and TV shows over the years, but is arguably best known for playing Polly Gray in the BBC's Brummy g gangster drama, uh, Peaky Blinders. She also appeared in the likes of Penny Dreadful, Fearless, Skyfall, The Queen, and played Narcissa Malfoy in Harry Potter and the Death Deathly Hallows. Uh, of course, I know her best from Peaky Blinders. Uh, that show is amazing. It is. It's going to be difficult to continue that show. I don't know in what stage of production the next season of Peaky Blinders is in. But it's going to be difficult to continue that show without her on that set. She was a, an amazing spokesperson for that fictional family. She uh, was such a, a radiant character in that show that one of the main draws to the show, the, the lead, of course, uh, he, he's one of the one of the best, but but also Polly. I cannot imagine that show without her. It will be interesting to see what they do, and she will be sorely missed, at least from this one audience member's viewing eyes. Uh, but that is all that we have for movie news. In gaming news, a uh, very brief uh, set of gaming news this, this uh, day, this day, this morning, today, uh, Apex Legends confirms long-rumored arena mode is coming. There was a... Uh, season nine announcement trailer uh, coming coming soon. It's got a new a new character Valkyrie uh, is going to be in it, but also it confirmed that there were going to be arenas. Now is arenas something similar to what we've seen in games like Halo, um, a Unreal tournament 
sort of uh, Half-Life 2 Quake deathmatch sort sort of thing? I, I would hope so. Uh, and, and one of the big reasons that I hope so is the Battle Royale format, the Apex Legends format, is incredibly fun. And you dive in and you find weapons that invariably you will end up giving to someone else after they kill you 20 minutes down the road. Why I like the idea of a deathmatch or an arena type setting is it will give people who have not really had the chance or don't have the time to to bomb in collect weapons for 20 minutes and then be murdered without even getting that good practice in against real opponents this will give people an opportunity to practice with characters to practice with abilities to practice with different weapons different strategies without having that long lead time of exploration and discovery that uh, the normal mode of Apex Legends has. So new Apex Legends uh, trailer uh, just dropped in into the Outlands or from the Outlands, <laughs> whatever it's called. We put it on our Facebook page. Go check it out. Uh, also on our Facebook page, we uh, put a trailer that we found for Biomutant, a new game that's coming out May 24th. It's kind of a world trailer, so it shows that there's cities and towns, shows that there's uh, you know, some of the environment around where Biomutants, where they live. Uh, and so that that's going to be a fun game. I'm very much looking forward to it, as is my cousin Jesse, or I guess Dustin's cousin Jesse. <laughs> Whoops. Who we've mentioned several times on the podcast. But that... That's it. We that's it for uh, for gaming news. <laughs> All right, and now on to the last segment. Uh, what I've been enjoying, what I've been consuming in regards to multimedia, what I've been playing on the Xbox. It's on Game Pass right now. You could go play it if you do have a Game Pass subscription. Uh, Hellblade: Sinua Saga. Now I know I am late to the game on this one. Uh, I tried playing it a little bit before. This game is amazing. You play as Sinua, who is on a quest. I don't know what the quest is yet, so it won't be much of a spoiler for me on this one. And she's carrying the head of her dead boyfriend, or so we assume at this point early on in the game. It has a lot to do with um, like Norse mythology. And so uh, I'm very, very excited to complete the game. It is it's a third person over the shoulder game. It is one that is supposed to be very well uh, represented as that of someone who has like a uh, a, a split personality or a schizophrenia. Uh, highly recommended to play it with uh, headphones, similarly to the way you would play a game like Control, I believe, or <laughs> if what I'm told is to be believed. Uh, that is the way to play that game because little voices are always giving you hints in the background uh, of Sinua's own personal internal monologue as well. I began playing Spiritfarer again. It's a fun little 2D game uh, wherein you play basically the new Grim Reaper. You are the uh, fairy of the damned who you go around collecting these these people, these spirits who need to be shifted off to the next world. And it's it's very heartwarming. It's very sad. There's little elements of um, like a Minecraft or an Animal Crossing where there's resource gathering and you, you run this boat that you ferry these spirits across in. And all the spirits take place 
take the shape of like these these animal these anthropomorphic uh, animal people on your ship and you they are all people they are all spirits from the main character's personal life and so they drop these little inklings of who they were what they meant to you what their anxieties were and their fears were and you have to give them different foods and feed them feed them things that they like and then they'll tell you and share more more stories with you and at any point in the game you can go up to any one of these characters and you can give them a hug which I think is nice. I played Dead by Daylight for the first time. Now this, uh, I, I only played with two other people, so I don't think the game was at its peak, but it was very interesting. In the in the Dead by Daylight game, also available on Game Pass, I think, uh, you, you play as either a survivor, one of four survivors, or you play as a killer. And a lot of these killers are like generic versions of, you know, Hollywood movie killers. Like there's uh, a nurse and a doctor and there's a, um, a Jason type character and there's a Frankenstein type character. And I think there was like, there was recently when I played, there was an anime character that was just introduced as one of the new, one of the new killers. Uh, it is a game that though, you know, what's happening though, you can recognize the game mechanics in it. And I think that stuff is just becoming more and more apparent to me as I'm older as well. Uh, the older I get, I should say. <laughs> but it, it it truly captures some butt-puckering moments. Like as a survivor trying to hide from the killer, trying to rescue your fellow survivors as they've been captured is hair-raising, it's enthralling, and it's very, very fun. I highly recommend it. I'm also continuing to work on the Fortnite Battle Pass. Um, I'm level 60, 61, 62 now. So that's pretty good. I'm almost, I've almost leveled up the Battle Pass enough to get the chicken, which is my main goal. If I don't make it to level 100, that's fine. But I think the, the chicken's on 68 or 69. If I get to that chicken before this season ends and have that chicken skin, I will be very, I'll be very happy boy. As for the Apex Legends Battle Pass, I've all but given that up. You see, you can only keep up with so many things when it comes to your gaming life. And shoot, I guess Apex Legends was just the one to go. As for the things that I've been watching, now this list is more of a things that I'm anticipating and excited to be watching rather than the things that I have watched. Though I am continuing my journey with Demon Slayer. I watched a uh, more recent episode of Jujutsu Kaisen. They put out another episode. They're up to episode 20 on HBO Max for anyone that's keeping up with that. That show is amazing. The animation is incredible in that. I think it is probably one of my top 10 anime at this point. Um just looking from a, like a quality standard exclusively. Uh, I also watched the Fantastic Four, the one from 2005. I can't say that it aged super well, but it was fun. And I still haven't seen the 2015 Josh Trank fan four stick as well. <laughs> Can you hear that dog in the background drinking water? <laughs> You know, I was going to edit it out. I was going to like I was, was going to pause. I was going to wait and not not record until she was finished drinking water and then edit that that long section of silence out, but I think I'll leave it in. I think you deserve to know that my uh, my my canine, 
my friendly dog is well hydrated. Uh, the, actually, the things that um, I want to watch, I'm looking forward to watching. It is Friday today, so I am so excited to watch the final episode of the first season of The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, uh, which Anthony is going to be giving a rundown tomorrow on today's episode. So make sure that you tune in for that because it's going to end really well. I'm very excited about it. I'm very excited to see what threads are born from this series that we can now later on explore. I'm also excited. uh, Released today is Mortal Kombat, the new Mortal Kombat reboot on uh, HBO Max and in theaters if you if you so choose. Um, I'm excited to watch that. I'm excited to watch uh, or start watching the Netflix series Shadow and Bone. Uh, that's gonna be gonna be good. It's a kind of a fantasy series with magic and and witchcraft and and a I don't know a, a young adult. <laughs> what one did I start last night? I started. The Irregulars, I think is what it was. Uh, They have to be based on young adult novels. Uh, I also just found out there is a new animated movie called Wolf Walkers that I want to watch terribly. However, it is on Apple TV+. I do not have an Apple TV Plus subscription, and I don't foresee myself getting one. They, you, you listen, streamers, you are you are spreading me too thin. I have too much to watch already on Netflix and HBO Max and Disney Plus and Hulu and Amazon. I just don't know. Even though this show, this movie looks so good, Wolfwalkers, it's an animated, um, animated movie. But that's it. That's what I've been playing. That's what I've been watching. That's what I've been enjoying with my downtime, my extra time. And that is also it for the show. Thank you for bearing with me and and bearing through this terrible, terrible sickness that I have. And hopefully uh, Dustin sounds a little bit better, though we have been kissing a lot, me and him. Oh, just so much kissing. Uh, Stay tuned for the Friday show on today's episode, The Weekend Wire and Monday Madness. Be sure to leave us a a review on the streaming platform that you are listening to us on. we really appreciate it, honestly. Come on, just do it. You can also get in touch with us, uh, like I said, Facebook, Twitter, at CultureJack, the email, culture.collective.x2 at gmail.com. But otherwise, thanks for joining us here at the Culture Jack News Desk. I'm Archimedes Abigail. That's the news, and we'll see you next week. <laughs>